Hey everybody, Josh Sirtson of World Alternative Media here and I'm joined by Tim Pachot, the Liberty Advisor, and we've got a lot to go into today as we sit here in Puerto Penasco, Mexico, and we're going to do a bunch of videos over the next few days. Um, very important news coming out and a lot of people are messaging me about it um, regarding Putin and the pull from Russia off of the dollar as a reserve currency of the world. Obviously this has huge consequences, both good and bad. Um, the push towards using gold in places like Russia, which of course most libertarians would be more in favor of any day over, um, you know, regular old fiat, though of course, as with all gold standards, you end up um, creating more IOU notes than you have gold, so it's still a centralized form of uh, government currency uh, that you can't necessarily trust. There's a lot to go into with this because with that on top of the inflation numbers, which are which have never been seen like at this level before in history, um, there's a lot of reason to kind of break this down and, and look forward as to where this is actually going to go, how it's going to affect the global economy, and, and what it could lead to because this could be one of those 4D things where you know you uh, create a problem, you get a reaction, and you get and you have a solution. You come in with a solution. So uh, first of all, um, Tim, of course, is um, the Liberty Advisor. He's a certified financial planner. Um, nothing we're gonna say today is uh, you know investment advice of any kind. I have to say that for legal reasons, but I do think it's very important to kind of dissect this issue. So first of all, Tim, um, how do you feel about this? Um, move towards a gold standard in Russia and away from the U.S. fiat currency system. Um, as we see a lot of countries around the world also swap out of the U.S. dollar and we see this massive inflation happening before us. Well, I mean, with Russia, I mean, they didn't really have too many options in terms of what to do. So, I mean, it's sort of a self-preservation, but also at the same time, from the U.S. perspective, I mean, a lot of people like to chalk it up to, oh, these are just dumb leaders and look how stupid Biden is. And yeah, he's stupid, but it kind of gets into this puppet mentality of, oh, if we just swatch, you know, swap one leader for another puppet, then this is all going to be solved. I mean, this has all been part of the plan, all been part of the program to eventually bring, bring down the dollar. That's why they wasted absolutely no time issuing bills in Congress. I mean, like March 20 3rd, 2020, you had a, the, I think it was called like the Banking for All Act that they tried ramming through, which would effectively create like an inclusive banking system through like what we now would refer to as a CBDC, a central bank digital currency. Uh, Josh and I will both be at FloatFest later uh, this month, like outside of Austin, uh, and I'm going to give an entire presentation, so I don't want to belabor that too much. But if you go through like Klaus Schwab's Great Reset book, page 72 through 75 is actually called... Uh, the fate of the U.S. dollar, and one of the things that Klaus Schwab theorizes in terms of what would be sort of like a linchpin to help bring down the dollar would actually be when the U.S., uh, you know, if they were to hypothetically weaponize the dollar, I mean, I don't know if anyone here, I mean, obviously satire could possibly imagine the U.S. trying to weaponize the dollar. So, I mean, if you're one of these other countries and you're not willing to play ball with the, with the U.S., then, you know, we can kick you off a of swift, can I, I don't say we, but, you know, we'll get you off these different systems. And even if you do play ball, then you can go ask, you know, Muammar Gaddafi, how that, who another guy, which, you know, didn't even, wasn't even planning on bringing that around, but, you know, Muammar Gaddafi was trying to have a gold-backed dinar in Libya and then, you know, wasn't playing, and, you know, and really was playing ball to some extent. Well, actually, we're seeing something very similar here. Um, obviously, people have mentioned in the past uh, Saddam Hussein pulling away from the U.S. dollar and, and focusing on gold. Uh, Gaddafi pulling away from the U.S. dollar, focusing on gold. Um, we've seen a lot of leaders around the world do this. Um, Assad in Syria has um, has been pulling away from the U.S. dollar for a very long time. Um, and, and here's the thing. This is the perfect 
blueprint for the new world order. And 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 I get it. Like I'm I'm on everyone's side when I say down with the U.S. dollar. Let's get this over with. But there's consequences to it too. And there's also a plan in place. It's not like they're going. Oh well, the the libertarians, the anarchists, the freedom people win because we're just going to get rid of the U.S. dollar. Uh, they're right all along. We were wrong. It, that's not how this is going. It's not like they're not going to switch to something else. And I believe that they're going to switch to uh, prob probably the special drawing rights. Probably the yuan will be uh, at the top of the basket and will have more control over um, the currency system worldwide than anyone else. And I, I do think with inflation right now, um, it's pushing people to a point of struggling where they are um, going to the gas pump and seeing the numbers that we've been warning about for all these years or um, buying food, beef, chicken, um, rice, and just seeing the, the skyrocketing price and finally coming to a point where they're like, hey, how did this happen? What led to this? Uh, well, it's a massive amounts of printing. No, it isn't Biden. No, it isn't Trump. No, it isn't any of that. It's massive printing. And it isn't Russia or Ukraine. But that is a big thing here. Russia and Ukraine. I believe that whole scenario that we're watching take place right now is less about Russia and Ukraine and much more about um, China, Israel. China and Israel are the number one allies of, of Russia. Zelensky is obviously a puppet and has been put in place. And if you cause order out of chaos and we see a whole financial system collapse because of this, then that's a perfect lead-in to the Great Reset, the New World Currency. Yeah, I mean, and, and all this is basically, getting back to the inflation, I mean, this is, I mean, I wrote a book called How It's Rigged and How They Rigged These Inflation Numbers back in 2015, and really, you know, if anything, we've been a little bit too early to this, and this is not the final salvo of what the inflation is, but unfortunately, not, you know, our viewers, but the real problem is the money, and it's really not even money, it's currency, but if you go and you take, you know, junk silver, which is, or constitutional silver, which is pre-1964 U.S. coinage, and let's say, I don't know, I think the I think in 1964, I'm just going off memory here. I mean, obviously I wasn't even alive then, but I believe the minimum wage was around $1.25. So I don't need to hear it in the comments. Oh, really, it was $1.50. I don't know. It was right around $1.25. Today, if you were to get paid in, let's say, five quarters, which would be $1.25, those five quarters today would probably be worth anywhere, if you're using junk silver, anywhere from probably about $23 to $27 an ounce, depending on you know the fluctuations and premiums and spot trades and different like that. Anyway, so the problem is... I would love to still, but not me personally, but you know, if you were a you know, minimum wage worker, I would love to get paid $1.25 an hour in pre-1964 coinage rather than getting paid whatever it is today, like 12, 15 bucks in our BS money fiat that they can just print willy-nilly. Now, another thing about Russia is that their total outstanding, now I read this stat from CNN, so who, who even knows if it's true, but uh, it said that they had $40 billion in outstanding bonds. I mean, $40 billion is nothing. I mean, the US, I think, has roughly a $200 billion a month trade deficit. So, so Russia has $40 billion total. And I saw another article that was just absolutely ridiculous that talked about how, you know, how is Russia going to sell its gold in the open market to pay off the debt? Like, why would, would Russia want to sell its gold to pay off U.S. denominated debt? And then they're like, oh, the Russians aren't, aren't willing to, they're not willing to pay their debt in dollars. Oh, really? After you froze all their U.S. bank accounts, after you uh, kicked them off the Swiss system, after you prevented them from using the dollar, and now they're like, oh, my God, these damn dirty Russians aren't willing to, they're defaulting on the debt when we're not allowing them. And again, not we. Uh, but you know we're not allowing them 
to pay in dollars and so then they paid in rubles but the thing is they can raise their rates up to 20 percent the u.s i mean i'm surprised things haven't already collapsed right now when we're at you know a 10-year treasury that's probably roughly actually i think by coincidence it was like 2.666 last time i checked like yesterday but you know we're at 2.66 and like that's going to make things like like we can barely survive on that we've got uh mortgages right now that are at over five percent whereas just you know like three months ago you could get a mortgage for probably about three percent and even before that for like 2.5 and so not only are like and you know i'm from phoenix so you know, the home prices there the last two years up over a hundred percent and now the uh, borrowing costs are skyrocketing it's just this whole house of cards where i'm just not sure how much longer that this can go on but the thing is russia with having such a very low outstanding debt and having a, a huge amount of commodities uh you know the power play and again this is all sort of like this big plan where it's not like these stupid leaders but you know the more that we try to weaponize against russia they are not going to be as affected because they don't have very much debt at all. They have a huge amount of commodities and they actually can raise rates to 20% and survive. I mean, I mean who owns all the, of this debt too? I mean, there's also, I mean, China is owed astronomical amounts of money from the U.S., but they've got um, economic coalitions um, with, uh, with Russia, Philippines, Iran, and a few other countries that um, basically create a safe space for these countries. Uh, no pun intended, a safe space for these countries um, in a global collapse. Um, it's, a, it's a switch from one establishment to another, and there's no good side to this, and this all, this all has consequences because, you know, when, when they've been attacking um, Russia as much as they have, and they've also been attacking Russian citizens, Russian individuals. And in doing that, they're also hurting American individuals. They're hurting Ukrainian individuals. But, you know, no matter what government wins, people don't in this scenario. And you always end up with power players and, uh, you know, shifts within the power structure. And this is extremely dangerous and will lead to not only millions of deaths, but also vast poverty, sorrow, just horrible things will come of this. And that is why it's important to understand that this isn't a, a game of sides. Yeah, it's great to see Russia go into uh, uh, go more towards gold and away from the US dollar. It's a survival move for them, but it's not as much about them as it is collapsing the US dollar, which again, I'm all for collapsing the US dollar, um, but with that said, it's what it will move into. And when the US dollar collapses, a lot of us libertarians and anarchists like to talk about, yeah, we gotta get rid of this dollar. Yeah, I agree. But also, a lot of us just shrug off and look the other way when it comes to what are the consequences of that? How will it affect people? How will people be able to feed their families? How many people are going to starve to death? What kind of you know civil war will erupt and how will the elites be able to control that civil war? And then who is in charge next? And I believe that's that shift, that great reset. 2025 is supposed to be the year where we move into that. And so you have an, a eugenics operation happening before our eyes right now. You have an economic collapse. You have a supply supply chain breakdown. I mean, these things mixed together and the divide of people on the wars will only shift into a greater power structure out of the dependency and, and fear of the masses. So how do you think, um, let's say one week out from the US dollar falling into a massive inflationary event, more than what we're already seeing, which is already massive, um, let's say the US dollar is uh, dissolved. Um, perhaps, and we are moving into a new currency system. Maybe it's a, it's still called the dollar, but it's you know replaced or special drawing rights, whatever it is. What effect do you believe that would have on the average person um, living within society in the United States today? 
I think the operative word is uh, living in the United States because, you know, so many people got these clot shots that, you know, depending on what year they decide to, you know, rug pull this whole thing on the dollar, on this shit coin known as the U.S. dollar, which is actually a term that has now been used in Congress, so I feel okay about saying that on the channel. But they, they've always, this has always been the press has been to get into a system where they can track, trace, control everyone's money. And the ultimate wet dream of that is blockchain and it is going to be through central bank digital currency. And so, I mean, the creator of the Federal Reserve System was James Warburg. He said, we shall have a one world government. It's only a matter of it's through consent or conquest. And so inconvenience brings in that consent issue because people say, oh, that's convenient. I'll do that because it's easier than this other thing. And they sweep in social credit and technocracy. Yeah, and, and even going on with the technocracy part, not to deviate, but a lot of people think, oh, it's, you know, Russia are the good guys because the U.S. are the bad guys. Or I mean, it's this whole dichotomy, but I mean, a lot of the transhumanism movement, and we didn't pre-talk about any of this stuff, but a lot of that even comes out of Russia. And one of the first big conferences on this was called, uh, they had a, tw it's called 2045 uh, Project, and it's based out of Russia. And the first one was, you know, Moscow 2045, and it was in 2012. And then how they're going to make, and basically by 2045, we're all going to have avatars where, I mean, you mean the, I mean, you know, the parasitic elite class that are still alive, that basically that they think they're going to take their consciousness and transpose it into basically a robot. And so you'll be sitting in some sort of vat of whatever, while your avatar of you is in the real world. And then so you're going to be in this metaverse while your real bodies in and they, it's, you know it's not for us obviously we're not the ones taking this mark but they want everyone to have the ability to shut you down Augustin Karstens uh, this guy that's like 400 pounds from the Bank of International Settlements says we want how terrible it is that people can use a thousand dollar peso and how they can't they don't know where that's going and how they can't track trace and surveil it and so that's always been the goal and so it's problem reaction solution of how we can do that and so when all this stuff breaks down Unfortunately, people are then going to blame the rich or they're going to blame white people or they're going to blame capitalism. And well, they're they'll always distract the energy and the anger towards whoever they want to in order to cause more order out of chaos. It's always been the modus operandi of the state. It gets people on their knees further into servitude to them. Yeah, absolutely. So they're going to do whatever they can to get more control because it's not about money. They've already got all the money. It's about keeping those ants in line from like the Bugs Life reference. And that's exactly what they want to do. And the ultimate wet dream is how they can get everyone on a CBDC. And so they just have people who have, you know, 200 level IQ uh, evil geniuses who are trying to war game and figure out how to best do this. And so the only thing I can't really piece together really is how they're going to pull off a cyber attack and try to get people on the central bank digital currency because you think that you know they'd be sort of you know if you if you pull off the cyber attack first and then you try to convince people to get into this and I seem like that'd be a tough maneuver so that's the well I think um, I, I have an idea of how they'll do it I think it'll be um, they, there's going to be a massive uh, cyber attack of some kind it'll cause all these disruptions and they'll come out with this new more centralized version you, you get this application this app on your phone this thing or that thing that that's tied to QR codes and the social credit system the government and will protect your data even though now they have your data it's a new version of the internet it's a new system it's a new internet of things connect to this and outside of the old one let's pull away from you know uh, things that are more easily accessible um, like Tor for example um, or anything that's more privacy oriented and I think that is a big part of this too is why it's so important to utilize um, things like privacy coins um, utilize gold and silver and utilize decentralized blockchain infrastructure technology to overthrow that which 
which is centralized, the opposite of um, you know decentralized blockchain infrastructure, which is the um, CBDCs, the central bank digital currencies, which they're easily unrolling and in most places around the world it's easy because tyranny comes under the guise of convenience and people will say well now I have this and I don't have to worry about getting my money stolen and if I do it's backed up by the government and you know by guns and by the military as they've always said about fiat um, yeah it worked out real well for the fiat um, system I mean everything that we're being proven right about it's like the Tavistock Institute always did in Britain um, they would test people um, people's psyche by planting stories in the news, watching how people react to it, and then with that they can predict the future and they could find a plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G to enslave humanity based on how people react to said thing. They are ahead of the game. They're way more ahead than most people realize. Yeah, and, and I mean, here's the thing. Um, yes, the government's so uh, super inefficient. The, the DMV is super inefficient. The post office is super inefficient. All those things are extremely inefficient. But we are um, being seriously fooled if we believe that there isn't a deep state entrenched in technocracy as we've seen with the Trilateral Commission for years and this push towards China and, and this New World um, Order. Um, we'd be seriously fooled to believe that they aren't extremely, extremely um, intelligent and ahead of the game in that deep state arena. I mean, look at what they've been able to accomplish in the last two and a half years. They got people to believe there's this invisible enemy. They wore masks. They locked down. They stay in their house. They destroyed their lives. They lost their jobs. They broke up their families. They injected themselves with poison that changed their very RNA and completely changed their humanity itself. Because at the end of the day, this is a war on humanity more than anything else. It's not about left or right. It's not about Russia versus Ukraine. It's not about the U.S. versus China or any of that stuff. It is a war on you. It's good versus evil. So evil versus humanity. Humanity can be good. We have empathy. They're trying to destroy the, the remaining empathy people have. And one of the great ways they could do that is controlling you with money because most people find it too boring to actually research money. And for that reason, um, they just push aside a very easy education uh, in, in basic economics that would then allow them to be able to control their own money and then control their own fate going forward. Instead, they're dependent and coddled. As we've seen, people have been made, made weak and coddled dependent and stupid and unhealthy going back 80 plus years Rockefeller Foundation um, and all of these um, huge think tanks that are connected to people like the Rothschilds, the central banks of the world uh, I want to show you a quick image right here of me flipping off uh, this, the Bank of England. I just figured I'd throw that in the video, you know. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun in, in the subject matter. Off the paragliders? <laughs> that's, that's what I thought you were going to talk about. Yeah. Or, uh, but, I mean, but seriously, this is um, the end game. We're at that end point. If we don't take action now, we're in a lot of trouble. And of course, uh, Tim Pachot is um, the Liberty Advisor. And if you check the links in the description, you can become a client of his um, if you're in the US. Um, so you could check that out below and um, get involved if you want to. But Tim, as we um, sign off of this report, we got a lot more to go into, but you know, we'll, we'll finish it off in another report. Um, where do you believe um, you know uh, the freedom movements going with all of this? I mean, I feel like there's a lot of distraction there's between gold, silver, cryptocurrency. Um, a lot of people when, within the freedom movement think that the U.S. dollar collapsing is a good thing, which it is, but they aren't seeing the bigger picture here. Uh, where do you think we're actually moving in all of this? Because it doesn't. It seems like it's a 50-50 kind of thing right now. 
I mean, probably 99% of my clients are, you know, obviously freedom-oriented, crypto, anarchist, libertarians. And one blind spot that I think a lot of them have, and again, not investment advice, everyone's got to have their own, uh, you know, do their own research on this. But a lot of people have, I, I hear this all the time, and it's really 50-50 whether people in our community really grasp this or not. But, you know, I've seen lots of people who, let's say, they have, you know, a half a million dollar mortgage at 2.5%. And they might be 60 or 70 years old, and and they want, are desperate to then pay off that debt. And you know, if it was me, I'm like, well, I'd rather take the half a million by half a million dollars of gold or silver, and feel relatively safe. I mean, obviously, there's some, you know that can be manipulated, and it could technically go down. But over a long, if you're on a 30-year mortgage, you've got you know a lot of time to ride that out. But for me, I'd rather just hold on to the half million dollars of gold or silver, and then as the hyperinflation occurs, you've got a fixed interest note at two and a half, three percent that for me, there's not really a huge impetus to pay that off. And so, you know, having an asset that, you know, could be an inflation, great reset hedge like gold or silver, and obviously the privacy cryptos and even some crypto itself, although it's not going to be, you know, an easy ride. I mean, no one said the great reset's going to be easy. So, you know, in fact, it might be the most difficult time in human history. And so if we're saying, you know, get into Bitcoin, it doesn't mean that, you know, it's going to be some straight up ride. I mean, it's, you know, it does typically go down, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 percent. But then, you know, it keeps getting stronger and stronger hands as it goes up. And, and I have tons of videos. Josh has tons of videos on Bitcoin and getting into the theories and getting into how, uh, you know, a lot of the problems I had with it early on. So going back to 2013, I have videos on it. And, and you know, I find it funny when people say, yeah, I saw your video and I bought it and then it went down 20%. You're a scam artist. You you work for Bitcoin. I don't work for a you can't I don't even think I don't think you can physically work for Bitcoin. It's it's a uh, it's math. Um, and you don't have to agree with Bitcoin. It's fine, but there's a difference between the mark of the beast, centrally planned cashless society and and Bitcoin. Now, can Bitcoin be used in that equation? Absolutely it can be, but it wouldn't be reasonable. It would be, make more sense to use something like Ripple, XRP in the great reset agenda or even Ethereum to some degree. I know Vitalik Buterin's been um, on his knees um, and doggy styling uh, with uh, Klaus Schwab lately. So, you know, it is what it is, but uh, we have to understand that even if there's bad parts of the crypto community and the crypto um, infrastructure that could lead to us, you know, putting us ourselves in danger, there's also, and I'm a huge believer in this, privacy coins, privacy coins, privacy coins being encrypted and oh what happens when the internet goes down well the last thing you'll be thinking of is um, your your cryptocurrency if the internet goes down it'll be the the raving lunatics trying to break down your door to get your storable food because they didn't get prepared so again I think um, and also it's only going to be temporary um, there's so many intranets and um, frequencies that are being put up around bays all over the world on the seafront etc to replace the old guard internet so there'll still be a lot of people that have have internet but there's yeah the mesh networks there's a lot of ways to get prepared and if you don't get to get prepared well you only have yourself to blame for that and that's why I have like long-term storable foods whamsurvival.com link below and I have things like um, rncstore.com for apricot seeds for your health that's another big part of it or you know for community and I'm just throwing my affiliates in here at this point uh, uh, you know float fest 2022 and, and you could come and talk to both of us about any of these issues if you want in person if you like the ideas or if you don't like the ideas 
come and have a conversation. FlowFest 2022, um, people like Max Egan, uh, Dr. Andrew Kaufman, um, you know, Spike Cohen, uh, Scott Horton, Sam Tripoli, Eddie Bravo. Many people are going to be there. Use code WAM, by the way, W-A-M. Link is in the description. But sorry to cut you off there, Tim. But I, it's just like it, people have no one but themselves to blame if they don't take any precautions themselves. They can't blame us for just trying to lead them along in a direction where they, as individuals, protect themselves and aren't dependent on other people. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to be warning somebody about this in 2010, like Josh and I both were. And it's another thing, you know, when I was telling my grandfather, you know, about all this stuff, and he's thinking I'm crazy in 2009 and 10. But now when you can go on to literally worldgovernmentsummit.com and then see that Klaus Schwab has like a five-minute opening address, and then the address right after him is called, I think it's Are We Ready for a New World Order? And then like the top speaker in that panel is the guy from the CEO of Atlanta Council. The Atlanta Council is the one that has the CBDC tracker. Uh, where it shows 91 different currency blocks. So like the EU would be like one currency block. And effectively there's only nine in the world right now that aren't on board with this yet or have canceled plans, but the other 80, 82 all are. And so they're gonna have the whole world by the rest of the balls. And at this point, it's so obvious that, uh, you know, I'm gonna use the word. If you don't understand at this point, you, well, you probably would have already checked off by now, but you'd have to be retarded. At this point, you're some mind-washed zombie NPC slave and at this point, you know, we should, you know, just encourage someone to get your fifth or sixth jab because at this point, if you don't understand it, understand this, and you don't get it, I mean, I don't know what what else has to happen. If, if humanity it comes down to individual responsibility, which is synonymous with survival, survival, and freedom, that's an important thing that everyone needs to understand. Survival, freedom, humanity, individual responsibility are all synonymous things. Then, at the end of the day, if you are insistent on killing yourself, I, you can only try and talk someone down from a cliff so much, and if they don't even realize they're killing themselves because they're just not cognitive, cognitive, cognitively, I can't cognitively speak today, cognitively aware enough to put the obvious puzzle pieces together after two and a half years, then, sorry, see you later. Hope, I, 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 hope, uh, I hope you're right, I hope you're right. And, and that is if you live through the next two years. If not, well, should have been more responsible. I can't, I can't help you anymore, you know? And it doesn't have to be doom and gloom. Like we're out on the beach right now, you know, I just went to the grocery store where it probably costs like, like half as much as it would have in the U.S. buying tons of organic food. And, you know, it's just like we're chilling at the beach with, you know, it's, it's gonna be a great time. And so it doesn't have to be all doom and gloom. And, and Mexico is a great way to offset inflation, by the way. It is. And so, I mean, this place right, right now is only about four hours away from Phoenix. You know, great drive, easy drive down here. And, uh, you know, it, it's just people have to have some sort of plan and they should have multiple plans. And obviously, if you have kids or you have exes and there's going to be different components of it, who's on board with doing what. And, you know, I'm caught in some of that myself as well. But, you know, there's things that you can do. And it's a lot of the stuff we've talked about in our videos, but a lot of it's going to come down to community because it probably doesn't even matter if you've got tons of storable food and you've got guns and you've got ammo and you've got water filters and you've got batteries and you've got this, that, and the other. Uh, yeah, that's great. But, you know, if you don't have people to help protect you or people to help come together, you know, bands of roving people are just going to come in and steal your stuff. So, you know, a community is important and not being around, you know, major community centers would also be important. And at this point, I mean, the writing is so much on the wall that it's just insane. Whereas, you know, if what is going on in Russia were to go here, I mean, all the entitled, spoiled, 
Americans would just, I mean, they wouldn't even know what to do. I mean, I, today I just cleaned out a kid where he had a whole bunch of, uh, you know, natural orange juice he's selling on the side of the road. And I'm just like, I'll take your whole cooler. I'm like, like $2 a bottle for this stuff. I'm like, you can't even, like the time of value money of even like making that stuff is so expensive that I'm like getting $2 for a thing of orange juice. And I got, I bought his entire cooler of it today because it's just awesome. But yeah, down here you got kids like slinging mangoes in every corner and people doing stuff. So I mean, it, it's- well, They're, they're starve. Yeah, they're not gonna starve here. They are very local to the, you know, food production and where they get food, unlike America, where everything is on just in time supply chain. So, you know, if there was an EMP attack or if there was some sort of grid down or if there's something that messes with, I think I read somewhere where now where the US or Texas is trying to ban trucks coming in from Mexico or trying to inspect them. And now like 40, 50% of the produce coming into America is right. at stake. And so, right. well, it's all about destroying the supply chain and um, uh, destroying independence and uh, free um, you know, it, just individual responsibility. Uh, I, I am going to sign out here as uh, we, we can go into the supply chain to exhaust all day. It's a very important issue and again it comes down to humanity and individual responsibility but when you have uh, kids um, running their own little business ventures and making money and being able to feed their family that's important and it's a lot more valuable than uh, public school indoctrination camps. So anyway, I'm going to sign off there. Um, make sure to check those links below. There's many options to help support independent media and of course uh, you can check us out, uh, check my uh, telegram out at World Alternative Media as well as my telegram channel, World Alternative Media Announcements. And of course, um, we're on Brighteon, uh, we are on BitChute, Odyssey and Rumble, World Alternative Media, we're on DollarVigilante.tv and of course, um, we're on Hive, Steam it, Float.app at, at Josh Sigurdsson. Uh, what are you on Float? Uh, the Liberty Advisor on Float, also have a bit shoot, also have Odyssey, so you guys can find all that at thelibertyadvisorshow.com. And, and the recent episode that I am uh, getting up is going to actually, a lot of it's going to be on that 2045 project, Transhumanism, because it's really not something that, and actually now their website, I had to go to the Wayback Machine to find some of this stuff, but it's, uh, yeah, it's not necessarily Russia, good guys, US, US bad guys, because, you know, it's just uh, this whole controlled paradigm on both ends of this stuff. Anyways, that's a whole nother can of worms. Check us out at FloatFest. Uh, so you can go to FloatFest.com. And if you guys want to, you know, I'll make this random announcement right now that I'm just off the top of my head. But, you know, if you want some personalized financial advice and maybe you want to donate to learn the risk, uh, you know, maybe I'll, I'll do uh, you know, some donations where none of the money goes to me. It's go so I'm not shilling anything. We're just trying to promote things like getting vaccine built billboards up to tell people not to get the jab and giving them information. Uh, and you can find more about that at learntherisk.org and you guys can check us out at FloatFest. You know, we're not going to bite. Uh, you can come up, say hi to us. Love to see uh, the, the viewers and uh, thank you for having me on. Absolutely. All right. See you guys soon. Uh, this is Josh Sigurdsson and Tim Pachote signing out from World Alternative Media. Find the truth, be the change. I'm sure you have already changed people's minds in your young age because you're involved and I like that.